The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. It's the Cigar Authority After Show, and it's brought to you by Roma Craft Tobacco. Since 2010, Mike Rosales and Skip Martin have focused on the simple and time-honored task of combining quality tobacco, experienced craftsmen, and the right amount of time to bring you cigars worthy of the legacy of the centuries of premium cigar craftsmen that came before them. Whether you are revisiting the anti-prohibition era mindset of intemperance or getting in touch with your more primal side with a Cro-Magnon and Neanderthal, you are sure to find a blend in the Romacraft house of brands that fits the exact balance of flavor, strength, and body you are looking for in that moment. When you're finally able to take a short break from the world to relax and enjoy a cigar, the last thing you need is a complicated sales pitch. Simple, yet substantial. Tobacco, talent, time. Romacraft Tobacco. The after show, the after show, the the after after show. show. It's the after show, everybody. Welcome to it. This is the show after the show on Saturday. I know it's Wednesday and you're listening but it's actually Saturday here, and uh, with us is Tom Lazuka from Asylum Cigars, because Tom was in the audience with Big Time Tommy, and uh, we thought you'd be perfect for this segment. Yeah, well, I'm glad to be on. Thanks for having me. So business is booming? It is booming. All right, so we did a clubhouse meeting on Thursday night, had a, a group of people, and Klaus Peter Kellner joined us, and Terrence Riley, Terrence Riley from Aganosa Leaf. And um, we talked about the cigar boom that's going on. We considered it, we, we called it the COVID cigar boom. I don't know if that's the reason for it. I think it is. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. So now that it's kind of COVID is over, the restrictions are gone, masks are gone, whatever. When is this going to end? And when it does end, will it go back to where it was? Will it go below? Will it go above? What's going on? When is it going to end? You know, I, I think a couple of things, a couple of factors in it. Uh, uh, the first one is when people go back to the office. You know, if they're going to, I mean, I've actually had friends that say, hey, if they tell me I had to come back to the office, I'm quitting. Wow. They're not going to go, you know, he has another business on the side. He's like, I'll do this more. And he, he loved it. Yeah. So he's like, I'm not going back. Um, but I think, you know, once the push of people that if they're going back into corporate offices and things like that, where they can't sneak out to the deck or smoke uh, one or two cigars a day. Uh, I think we'll see a small decline, but I think there's still going to be cigar smokers at that point. I, I think our biggest concern moving forward is, is, you know, to make a cigar takes years, you know, the, the tobacco needs to be fermented and picked and, and, you know, uh, uh, two, three, three, four, five-year process takes yeah. place. So uh, as you're eating up your supply of tobacco here, because nobody could expect uh, such big demands on uh, cigars today, uh, we're going to run out of tobacco that's ready. Yeah. So, you know, will we go back to the uh, 95 boom when cigars were just coming out? I, I don't even know if they put them in a barn. They just pulled them off the plant and started know, rolling and, them, and right? they were terrible. Yeah. Triple candela. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we took 72 hours to make this cigar. But, uh, uh, yeah, I, I think it, it's going to definitely put a strain on tobacco, and, and I think you'll see um, – you know, we're fortunate enough to have our own farm and we grow a lot of our own tobacco. But uh, if you're buying tobacco, you know, bigger companies will buy up yeah, large yeah. quantities of tobacco and, and the smaller guys are going to be looking to how, how they make a consistent product because you've got to make the investment up front. Which right is going to affect cigars five years from now because now you're going to run into 
not letting the fields rest like they do now, alternating between one field and another. So now you're going to have multiple crops grown back-to-back years. You're going to reduce the nutrients in the soil. So years from now, we could see tobacco not being as flavorful because there just isn't the, the level of nutrients. Yeah, correct. And you'll see them growing. You know, I, I, I've seen it. Uh, I won't say where or whatever, but the, you'll see multiple crops in a year growing. Uh, you know, we, we don't grow, you know, when we grow, uh, uh, you know, we have 700 acres in Honduras. When we grow, uh, we might only grow 300 acres of it a year because we let, once we grow a crop, we let it sit for 18 months to, to get the pH and the, yeah. and, and the minerals and everything back in, into the soil that we need. Uh, but I see other companies, uh, you know, going through Nicaragua and other places where they're yeah. doing two crops a year and they don't taste the same from. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely, you know, and and these are things that were said. So you 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 didn't even listen, but the same exact things come. And the, the tobacco people say, okay, the problem here is tobacco. At the same time, the problem is cigar rollers. They're not problem. coming back to work like people aren't coming back to work in the U.S. Yeah, and obviously, um, you know, each country was a little different. Whether it was Honduras, we were uh, the government shut us down for about six weeks, and you know, uh, fortunately enough. You know, you've known Christian for many years, and he was a germaphobe to begin with. So we, yes. we had a lot of things in place with the Bayer Crop Science Certification. So there wasn't very many steps for us to take. We had to separate the rollers, get some distance, and we took temperatures every day. But everything else was already in place for us, so it was a pretty natural transition. Um, we didn't really have any cases that were in the factory. Um, you know, we had a few employees get it outside the factory, but uh, Christian was and his father were great with that they got uh testing and 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 they had that we have doctors on staff right there so we got them the, the medicines they needed and everything to get back going as quickly as can as they could uh but we're in nicaragua it never was forced to shut down mm. and so they stayed open you know for us we probably operated at maybe 40 percent for a good six months in in nicaragua uh and now we're having trouble getting rollers back we're still yes. 25 pairs short in in nicaragua so so some some part of the boom is that you're receiving orders from people and back they become back orders and uh, I'm going to tell you the truth from a buyer's perspective if I need 40 boxes of cigars and I know last time I needed 20 boxes of cigars and I got 10 I need 40 and I may order 60 but I only need 40 and I'll take the 60 when it comes in but it's an inflated number so part of this boom is not true supply and demand really yeah i mean if you look at the end of you know uh march and april of 2019 uh you know we we went into that and then 2020 last year when when uh you know, we're preparing, we're ramping up production and bringing inventory in to get ready for the busy season. And then you have a shutdown for two months where states were, sh- a lot of cigar stores yeah. were completely shut down, maybe cash and carry or whatever, but demand was low. So, you know, our numbers fell a little bit in, in March and in, in April. Um, I and, was with you guys. So yeah. It looked like the end of the world, right? Yeah. yeah. And then May and June came, and all of a sudden, it's it's booming, right? Whatever, people are at home, they're smoking, they're buying humidors and yeah. cutters and accessories, and all of a sudden, we have uh, this demand, but we had the product in stock, right? Because we were preparing for the trade show. We always you know, ramp up production, make sure we have lots of inventory in Miami to ship once the trade show starts. So we were starting to build that inventory. With the business being down, we even had more inventory. So 
that when we went into the summer of last year, we had plenty of stock. We could crank it out. The numbers were big. So now we're getting to this year at this time. And May and June were up 86, 87% wow. over last year. Crazy. Um, you know, which were huge numbers for us. Yeah. And, you know, so now we're going into the trade show. We still have the back orders. Uh, the demand is still there, and we're not able to build that inventory in Miami kind of preparing for the show. So, you know, what we recommend from our customers is simply, like I said, if you go through four boxes a month or eight boxes a month, Order 16, because as long as you're in that rotation, we, we're, we're fortunate enough we get two shipments. We get a Honduras shipment and a Nicaraguan shipment every week, but we got to fill it. If you go to zero, you're going to be at the bottom of the back order list, and it's going to take you a month or two to get yeah. it. So, you're keeping in the cycle. So yeah. we're, we're able to stay on top of it, but uh, you know we could have worse problems. So retailers that are listening, listen to this, that over order – uh, it was it was the trick for me during the first cigar boom in the 90s, and here we are again, and this is what I'm doing is ordering more than I need. The days of, you know, down to your last box, let me place an order. Oh, my God, you're going to be waiting way too long for that, and you're going to lose customers, and that's what you don't want to happen. But, um, do you think we lose some retailers as a result yes. of this? Yes, you will. Yeah. You will. And that's what happened last time. If, if there's anything to history repeats itself, uh, the strong are going to survive and the weak are going to drop down. The cream of the crop ends up lasting. And now's the time to make those decisions and, and ramp it up and get ready because inventory is, is key to this. Now, there's going to be the day, whatever day that's going to be, that this influx of people smoking multiple cigars a day as opposed to mul multiple cigars a week uh, ends up stopping, and then it levels off, or hopefully, which is what happened last time, we were at about 150 million cigars a year in the U.S. in the 80s. The 90s come in, it goes up to over 400 million cigars, 460, I believe it was, and then it drops down to 300. But 300 was great because we were, it's almost double what it was. So now, here we are going to go into the 400 million cigars, and then when and if that drops, where does it go? Does it go to 350 million? I think it takes a full, solid year before we start to see the drop. And I think that a lot of the corporate businesses are still staying away from that office model. And I think they're going to end up going to all in-home work. As long as you got internet yeah, I, and a computer, till at least the spring. The answer's gonna, the yeah. And, and I think some companies will stay that way, right. right? So you know, you're gonna have some that go back into the office. You're gonna have some hybrid that models. So I think you know, I, I know people who work in downtown Chicago where they they only go in two days a week and they work from home three days a week yeah. and they plan on keeping it like that. They cut the office space in half already. They, they've already got rid of half the real estate. So, uh, you know, I think we'll stay strong. You know, I don't see us bottoming out or anything like that. I, I think, again, our biggest issue is going to be having enough fermented tobacco to keep keep up with the demand. So, All right, if you had a crystal ball. So the, the answer is going to be in a retail shop that when our inventory gets too high, we stop ordering, right? It's, yeah. that, it's that simple, and you can just start looking as you're going. You're a road warrior. You go in the yeah. stores, and you see, doesn't matter if it's your brand, you start seeing their inventory starting to go up because they've over-ordered, and now the stuff's starting to come in strong, and then all of a sudden they say, oh, my God, this stuff is coming in. I ordered it, and they should be a man, and they should take right. what, what they ordered. Because that's the other end of it for the retailer. When this thing ends, all of a sudden you're going to be sitting on a lot of inventory. Correct, correct. When is that going to happen? When does this 
boom, end, and then we find a new normal height? You know, I, I obviously me and Christian have the conversation quite a bit, um, and just from talking with other people, um, kind of our guesstimation is somewhere between October and February. February is what I came up with, yeah. only because there is a, a spike that happens during the holiday season of people buying gifts and things that are going to do it, especially that they've been seeing uh, the person that smokes cigars, smoking cigars all through the summer and stuff. Oh, he's really into this. Yeah. So let me get him cigars or cigar accessories at the holiday season. So I think we're going to have an unbelievable holiday season, which is going to deplim- uh, diminish our inventory again. So January, I get to place an order again. We're here in New England, and there's no not good business, and it's not going to flush through in January. And then February, you're going to wait for your order, and I don't need any cigars at that point. Yeah. So that's my guesstimate. If I was to have a crystal ball here and say, what's it going to be? It's going to be February. Uh, um, when it comes to growers, uh, the Kellners were saying we're going to be okay after August. September is going to be fine at that point. I don't know what they're figuring when the tobacco comes in or whatever. Yeah, and you know, obviously, uh, you know, I've spent four years working with Davidoff yep. and, and Camacho when Christian sold, and you know, those guys, uh, Hanky, you know, and his sons, they have a lot of tobacco yeah. in, in store, so they, they definitely have some time. I know the Fuentes keep. <coughs> Lots of tobacco, so you know. I, I you know. I think for some companies, it'll just well, be a, a better, an easier transition. Where other companies who who don't necessarily grow tobacco and have the means, where they're going to yes. be competing to buy that tobacco, right. so it's probably going to drive the price up too yeah. with yeah. supply and demand. You you are lucky to end up having tobacco fields that this is this your tobacco, but what uh, some people are telling me is the big guys are hoarding the tobacco. So they're buying out everything. So the little guy, it's, um, you know, little brands, they can't even, little factories can't even get their hands on tobacco right now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, I haven't been down to Honduras. Christian was just down there recently. And, and you know, things are running great for us in Honduras. But, um, yeah, I, I definitely see that happening. Do you and, sell your tobacco off at all? Or you keep it all for your production? Uh, we pretty much don't sell any, any of our tobacco. Good. You know, we, we, you know, obviously we don't use just our tobacco, you know, the cigar you guys just smoked, the, uh, Asylum Connecticut is uh, Ecuadorian Connecticut. We you get to through, buy it. through ASP and, yeah. um, you know, we use some San Andreas Maduros and, you know, Christian's father is, uh, he loves to do hybrids and stuff like that. So we have our, I forget what. What seed it's called or something? They got—I don't know—they just made up a name or something. A seventy-six yeah. or something, yeah. right? I don't know what it is, uh, but uh, so we started growing our own uh, San Andreas seed. Oh, San Andreas. San Andreas Maduro in Honduras. So it's uh, we use it on a couple of our cigars now. You do. I think it's very sweet. Yeah, it, it, it's very good. You people really don't know the difference. It does taste different, but okay. it's uh, it, it's very good. I, I enjoy the flavor of it. He's doing, you know, his dad's, uh, we're getting ready to launch the, uh, relaunch the CLE Signature Cigar, which uh, is Cameroon wrapper. So, his, but his father took the seeds and been playing with it yeah, for a few years. Thing. And he launched one uh, last year, yep. uh, a Cameroon. And so now we have uh, enough tobacco. We're going to do the CLE signature at the show in a Cameroon wrapper. Ah, wow. uh, so, but, 
you know, we do still buy San Andreas Maduro. We we buy some Connecticut Shade Wrapper and Broadleaf uh, for a couple of the cigars that we do. So you got a lot of it. <laughs> not, not enough. Well, you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, Christian's been down there, and you know, we've been spending. You know, we you got to invest. It's Big millions money. of dollars that and we're pricing, putting in. pricing way yeah. up, right? Yeah. You know, so you mentioned before that you know it might be a bidding war with tobacco, having to buy other tobaccos. How much do you think cigars are going to climb over the next year, year and a half? Uh, you know, I, I, I'm more concerned about taxation than uh, tobacco prices because really, you know, if it goes up $10 a pound, you make, you know, a thousand cigars out of it, it's 10 cents. You know, yeah. it doesn't make a massive thing where it, but, you know, obviously they, our government has spent a lot of money in, in <laughs> that back, trillions yeah. and trillions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you, you see it today. You, you, New York's looking to go to 127. Massachusetts is looking to go into 80. Um, all these places are going to look for revenue. We and, know uh, and taxation is much more scary to me than price of tobacco. We know certain manufacturers discontinued temporarily making certain SKUs because they were less popular and they shifted their focus to more popular SKUs. Have you guys taken a similar mindset at the factory level, making more 70s that you know are going to move? Yeah, what what, what we've done is, uh, you know, we're we're trying, obviously, to meet the demand of our best sellers. Uh, So our biggest problem has been in Nicaragua having enough rollers. So what we've done is we took some of the production out of Nicaragua and brought it into Honduras. Uh, where we have purchased the tobacco. So we have all the same tobaccos. We're just rolling them in Honduras to kind of take some of that pressure off the 70s and 80 ring gauge stuff that we sell a lot of. Um, and we really only have, we told Nicaragua, just this is all you make right now. Like all the side stuff that we make, like the straight jackets and stuff like that, which uh, we have fans of, but it's not our best sellers. Those come later yeah you know so those things so, go on. yeah so we've had to kind of adjust uh uh what the production is and and focus on the main sellers definitely all right, all right we got a segment to get to ed sullivan yes we do let's do it it's time for the strength and character segment brought to you by camacho cigars camacho cigars the icon of uncompromised values. Did we hire a uh, 14-year-old boy to do voiceovers? What happened there? <laughs> I don't think there's any news of that. She's, she's right there, and he has to say something. I, I, didn't, I didn't know Barry was a soprano. <laughs> so there's six, there's six pillars. Someone's about to go through puberty is what it sounds like. Oh, God. <laughs> there's six pillars of character. One of the pillars of character is fairness and in uh, fairness. Playing by the rules. Do you play by the rules? Yes, sir. Play by the rules. We do. Okay. You personally? We? You got a mouse uh, in your pocket? Yeah, yeah. We're talking about your character. Yeah, yeah me. Yeah, I, I try my best. All right. You play know. by the rules. No cheating at Monopoly. Maybe taking an extra $100 out. No. Go past <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Mr. Jonathan? I'm a play by the rules guy. As I am? It, rules are meant to be broken unless it's going to... Hurt you big time. So you went on the honesty right there. You went on the honesty. That's <laughs> right. for sure. How is mine not honest? Because I said I play by the rules. You know something I don't know? No, you play by the rules. How about you, Ed Sullivan? I don't think Jonathan plays by the rules, but I do. You do. You play oh, yeah. by the rules. Yes, sir. All right. If you're going to say some well, shit like that, Ed Sullivan, 
Back it up. Listen, Give me an example. Dep- hey, uh, you, you drive down the highway going 80 and a 65. You're not playing by the rules. So oh, to say right, you play I, by I the rules, you don't play by the rules. It comes to that. Those are more recommendations. And whose rules are they, right? Like, right. They, my rules might be a little different than yours. I didn't make those rules. I follow yeah. the rules I make. Although, <laughs> Dave, usually we're not actually driving our car. Which drives itself. Right. And, so. it, and it only lets you speed so much. Uh, up to 90. Oh really? Not yeah. mine. Oh, it should. There's oh, you got to teach setting. me. Yeah, you just you got to teach there's me that. Toggle switch. You got to teach me that. Flip I mean, the toggle switch. Uh, go to asshole mode. Driving itself at ninety on the highway. You can't go through your neighborhood. At 90. No, but I don't think I could go ninety, but driving itself. Oh, I think you can. Really? You're gonna have to show me. I mean, wh- where do you feel it limits you? Eighty. Eighty. All right, I'm going to do some testing on the way home. <laughs> this doesn't come out until later, so nobody will know. Okay. That's right. All right. All right. That's, that's that. And we're back. Ed Sullivan. Uh, yeah. What did you- <laughs> yeah, just in case you, you need that. Right. Um, the revenue generators will be out. So old Tom. T- old t- good, big time. Big time Tommy. Thank you. Thank you. Old school. Big for life. Old school Big for time life. Tommy. How did that happen? You know, it was, uh, again, you talked about it earlier on yeah. the show today, and uh, but, you know, he was obviously on America's Got Talent with his cousin Sal, and, you know, whenever we see somebody, you know... So we, Did you we, happen to see it? You were watching No, it? no, I wasn't okay. watching, but somebody sent it to me right, right. away, and we, we've had it happen a few times, you know, we had it happen with Brian Cox when he was with the Miami Dolphins. After the game, he's walking down the tunnel, and he's got an ogre. You know, and it was like a two-minute with Very classic look to that cigar yeah. with so, the green stripe. So we knew, you know, so we sent a, sent a few boxes to the Dolphins, uh, or I think he was with the Atlanta Falcons at the time. So we sent him, and then he invited us to Atlanta, and we hung out, you know, and Hank, he comes in the office now still and mooches cigars from us. But, uh, Beautiful. He, yeah. But, uh, no, like he, when, whenever we see something like that, we always try and reach out to the person and, and send them some cigars to say thank you. for yeah, the good time good yeah. gesture and uh you know it took a little while to find him but yes uh, he was saying it you know uh, we, we finally got a hold of each other because of vincent down in delray beach at the smoke inn and he's like ah we'll call him right now All right so like, this is only a month old yeah about a month and a half we, yeah. we launched the first project it's been in the works for about a year and uh you know obviously we sell a lot of big green gauge cigars and and with, with tommy and his presence now uh, it was just a it's a great fit for us now, you know so so you didn't get anywhere with bill burr either because i saw him and burr kreischer smoking an older <laughs> yeah they, they they didn't like the big green gauge i think they struggled with that <laughs> they had their challenge but i thought burt would dig it you know he's yeah. kind of a freaky dude but uh <laughs> all right now we got a six by fifty That'll that'll launch nationwide now. Six, six by six, 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 six by sixty. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that uh, obviously, we we cut it pretty close getting them here. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. Day but before. We, yeah, but we got it done, and uh, so yeah, we only made those forty boxes were the only forty boxes produced. Oh my so goodness! So this is the, it. The rest are being produced now, and we'll we'll start launching that. Very good. Come in. Very good. And I'll tell you, I'm back to back. I smoked one and the other. You got more strength in the in the. Uh, Smaller in the 60. Yeah, and I I think that happens a lot with our stuff because, you know, that big, everyone says, well, it's the the filler wrapper, the wrapper dominates the wrapper. And for us, it's combustion rate. I mean, big ring gauges burn very cool. So, you know, you can smoke it, smoke it, you can smoke really hard on it. It doesn't get harsh. There's just a lot of tobacco. And as you go smaller, 
the harder you smoke it, it it's going to build tar. It's going to build heat, and they, they tend to get a little stronger. All right, and you got PCA coming up, and you're giving, having an even larger cigar coming out. Do you want to tell them yeah, about that? So, yeah, so, you know, we— Why? Are, why? Why? Yeah. Why? Because we can. Because we can. Because That's we can. Uh, no, you know, we our marketing guys do a great job for us with the social media, and on April Fool's, they— just put an April Fool things out, and it said Asylum 990 coming coming soon. And then if you flip the page, it said April Fools. Uh, but we had hundreds of responses of people, uh, you know, going make it. You got us excited. You know, you pussies make it right. Like that. They're, 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 they're you know busting our chops about it. So I looked at Christian. I said, let's make it and call it the April Fools. So uh, we're, we're producing it, and uh, they'll, they'll be out probably uh, late July, early August. So single cigar me, in its own coffin. Single cigar in its let own me, coffin. Let me get yeah. this straight. You're struggling with having enough tobacco right, to make right. 7 by 70 <laughs> So let's jam an acre of no, tobacco no. into one cigar, put it in its own coffin. You better be charging $100 for that. T- tobacco has a better issue, but uh, rollers have been. But we're, we're doing this one out of Honduras. It's part of our uh, limited edition series, the Asylum 9, which we're yeah. launching this year. We did the 7 and the 8, and people call. How do I get the 5th? Well, we never made the 5th or the 7th. <laughs> we started at 7, unfortunately. You know, but, uh, uh, but so it's part of the 9 series, so it's going to be a one-time run uh for this year and, and then I, and i'm hearing the ticket price on that is, is uh, it'll be forty dollars retail forty dollars yeah but i'm gonna imagine you're gonna get it's an all-day soccer for sure it's got to be five hours i haven't even smoked it yet you know christian finished finished the blend a couple weeks ago in honduras and uh so i haven't even got i'm waiting for him to sit he's got some in you're the gonna office smoke it yeah i smoke all of them gotta smoke it gotta don't you have to smoke it no i dare you <laughs> This is what's going to happen to the cigar. It's going to be a dare, double dare, you to smoke the cigar, and you're going to do it. Yeah, and I, I can't wait for the events where they have the uh, who can smoke it the fastest contest. And uh, <laughs> nope, you oh know, God, I've done a couple be. of those. They've turned into complete barfaramas. Oh, sure, I got some imagine. guy gets the nicotine. He Look. throws up. The guy next to him's like, "Oh, that's disgusting." He throws up. You're like, longest ash. Yeah, longest idea. ash is where you should go with that because when it falls, it looked like Hiroshima <laughs> went off on the floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boom. Uh, uh, well, we love the ninety ways. Uh, as much as two seventies. Wow, it's about three quarters of a pound of tobacco in one cigar. <laughs> yeah, see, longest ash people smoke slowly, so the the shop might have to close before that. <laughs> right, yeah. the event will have trick. to start at nine a.m. That, that, that's a two day event. The <laughs> trick is to actually smoke it faster because then you develop a cone under the ash that'll hold it. Yeah. So you want to smoke it faster, well, not we'll slower. See, that'll be our approach. We'll see how, yeah. how it goes. It'll be like the what the twenty four hours of Le Mans. We'll do twenty four hours. Can of I asylum. get a tube and stick the cigar vertically and just suck on the tube? So. Can you imagine the guy that deep throats that before using the slobber cutter? <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. I'm going to need a chainsaw to cut it. Yes, you're going to have to need a special cutter. Yeah, you know we we made one. Uh, we just made one of them, right? Because we were talking with Kurt from Zycar when Kurt was still yeah. still owned it, and and Scott were always good to us. And Kurt said, "We can't make it, but you can use our mechanism." He was great. He's like, "Use it." So we went to China. 
We started making, and it's the size of a, your cell phone. It really is. It it'll, has to it'll, be. It'll cut a hundred ring gauges. Really, uh, but they they kept wanting to charge us so much for for the tooling and all that stuff that we 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 end up not doing it. But we might end up having to uh, <laughs> to, to to do it now. So so the ways to do it is the only way is going to do it is multiple bullet cuts around yeah. it, right? Yeah, or, the only way or to... even V's. Like you know, I see a lot of people all cut like. Who an has 80. a V cutter that can go to a hundred rickets? Well, that, well, yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I haven't tried it. Please on this make yet, it so. a torpedo. But like on an eighty, you can cut it. You know, you cut it one way and then cut it the other way, almost like a little cross on it, and it, it draws pretty crisscross good. applesauce. Now the ninety, I haven't tried it yet, so we'll we'll, we'll find out. Uh, you know, wow. I have to call Kaizad and get some knives from him or something. And then people are going to rip you off and come out with 90s after and stuff. But please, God, there's no need of a 100. There's no need of a 90. Well, you know, I got a 10th anniversary coming out. Oh, so, and that makes know. all the sense <laughs> in the world, right? You know. <laughs> call it the coffee cup lid because that's the ring gauge You're right there. You're talking about tobacco shortages and it's 90 and 100 ring gauge yeah, cigars. So. No, I don't think we'll do it. Well, we, we haven't even talked about it, you, but it fits the, the, the narrative. Well, Tom Ozuka, thank you for coming. Coming on. Uh, thank you for having Good me. Good luck there, and uh, we'll see you at the trade show for sure. And that is it for the a- for, for the after show. Stick the lid end in your mouth. You might like it. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.